Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. I'm joined today for Song of the Soul by Nora Bates. Nora has a big, enthusiastic laugh that shines from a heart that has had to learn love the hard way, from the inside out. Nora has a degree in counseling, helpful in dealing with others with mental and emotional challenges, but that's a skill that does not automatically shine its light inwardly. Nora's growth and progress in dealing with her unmet inner needs has been thanks to the helping hands, seen and unseen, that have lifted her up and affirmed for her and in her the path of love. Nora, thanks for joining me this morning for Song of the Soul. Thanks, Mark. I'm glad to be here. Known you for a number of years now. You're born and raised in Fall Creek, right? Yep. All my life I've been in Fall Creek. Actually, I was living in Green Bay for a while and then Milwaukee. I liked Milwaukee, living on the east side. That was fun. But I missed my family, and I missed the small-town atmosphere and what there is getting to be more and more things to be in Eau Claire. It's a happening kind of place. Nora, I want to explore a little bit of your background so our listeners have some idea who we're listening to as we go through the music that speaks of your spiritual path. First of all, you grew up in Fall Creek uh, religiously. What did you start out as? Where did you go to now? Well, my parents were both Baptists. However, neither of them went to church. Well, there's 10 of us in the family, and I guess when I was younger, they lined all of us up and baptized this Reformed Evangelical United Church of Christ. 
I had a brother who died when he was an infant, and they were baptizing him as Catholic. And then as my older sisters got married, they were Lutheran. And as a young teenager, I was wondering, well, how can all of this be happening when there's one God that we talk about? And that was just confusing to me. And so on my path, I've just been exploring a bunch of different things. And what's been your relationship to music? Have you always been big into music? Have you played it? Or uh, at what point did you have your own personal stash of music? Music has always been huge with me. That's what has gotten me through a lot of things. Some people like crafts. Some people like eating. Some people like drinking or reading. I like music. And I must have over 200 CDs. And I'm pretty eclectic. And that started about 20 years ago when I started picking up music. So this wasn't the music that, as a teenager, you were listening to? No, as a teenager, I well, as a junior high person, I loved Barry Manilow. <laughs> but then as a teenager, I just went through the basic 80s music. But you're saying 20 years ago, some of this music that you're sharing with us today is part of your roots? Is that where this stuff starts, or is this just where you started to collect all your CDs? This is when I started collecting my CDs, the first song that I have is when I was living in Milwaukee, about the early 90s, mid-90s, and that's Soul Asylum, Somebody to Shove. Somebody to Shove. This just doesn't sound like the right message for a song of the soul. Why is this part of your song of the soul? Well, all these songs that I have picked out are my journey of finding my soul, finding my spirituality. This first song reminds me of when I first started going through some issues. I work in different parts, and I was just learning about this part of me, and I was just very angry and upset and unhappy and lonely. And this song reflects needing somebody to shove me, somebody to push me and get me to come out of my shell and be who I am. So are you saying that you were a shy, retiring type before and you needed someone to invite you out of that? Because I've always experienced you as kind of a delightful, smiling person. It doesn't seem like you've been a wallflower. Like I said, um, I work in parts, and there's a part of me that is just not that happy kind of person. It's more a thinking person, not from the heart. I can be very nasty and abrupt, and I keep that part hidden. And that's the part where it, it was just so alone and, and needing to be with people, and I needed somebody to f see that part of me and notice that part of me and shove me into the forefront so that I could be whole and real. And that's part of my spirit. It's a huge part of my spirit. It's kind of like a wild horse with the mane flowing and just running. I needed somebody to see that. And the next song is dedicated to somebody who has helped me come out of my shell. Okay, then let's listen to Somebody to Shove. It's by Soul Asylum. I'm assuming this is a group you heard in person? Yeah, I saw the Soul Asylum down at Sada City Days this summer, and it was wonderful. I had a great time, and they played the song. This was the first song they played, and it was great. So I guess they were thinking of Nora as they came to town. The song is by Soul Asylum. It's Somebody to Shove.
Somebody to Shove by Soul Asylum. We're listening to Nora Bates' Song of the Soul today. She's sharing some of her journey, and a lot of it has to do with love, is what I'm getting the idea of. It's love and be loved and open myself to love is is what I'm going to name as the theme, and she can freely correct me because this is her Song of the Soul. Let's go on to song number two. You mentioned in introduction to the last song that along came someone who did help you, who did lead you out of that place, who maybe gave you that shove to claim more of yourself. Tell us about that. Well, the earlier song, Soul Asylum, talked about waiting by the phone, waiting for someone to call me up and tell me I'm not alone. Well, I met a person, his name was Dr. Legman. The first time I met him, I told him, oh, you have sloppy handwriting. And he looked at me and said, yeah, but it's my handwriting. 
And I knew, oh, this guy is going to find me out right away. And he helped me start to discover, like I talked about earlier, my different parts. And he helped me really explore the angry person that has been inside that I've covered up all these years. And this song is so wonderful. Some of the words is, my heart was broken. You saw it, you claimed it, you touched it, and you saved it. He just opened me up to a whole part of me that I didn't know existed and was dying, basically. And if it weren't for Dr. Ligman, I probably wouldn't be here. And that was a huge part of my spirit and soul. Uh, the song that you're talking about, Nora, is called Sunshine on Leith by the Proclaimers. I'm not sure in this song, I mean, I know the lyrics, but one of the lines, for instance, says, While the chief puts sunshine on Leith. And I'm kind of assuming that the chief is like the big kahuna, it's God, it's it's the one up above who shines the sun down on all of us. And Leith, I believe, is must be a place. Is that how you take these words, and is is that part of the help, or is it all Dr. Ligman, or is it God working through Dr. Ligman, or what, how do you conceptualize this stuff? While the chief, I think the chief is, like you said, the big kahuna, energy, love, God, him, her, whatever. And sunshine on Leith, I think, could be a place, but for me, I think it's sunshine on me in my and it's sunshine on everybody. God is open to everybody, and we just need to be open to God. And that's what the sunshine on Leith is, if we're open to God. And I wasn't open. That part of me wasn't open to God. It was just really confused. And I learned so much about original blessing because I thought I was the original sinner. Dr. Ligman helped me discover. He didn't preach to me or anything. He surely didn't do that. But he just opened that door so I could start discovering in a safe place who I was. And God loves me, and and I love God, and I love people. Thanks for bringing some sunshine into our life. The song is Sunshine on Leaf, and it's by the Proclaimers. My heart was broken My heart was broken
was by the Proclaimers. Sunshine on Leith is the second song for Nora Bates' Song of the Soul. She's sharing that with us here today. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production called Song of the Soul, and we have the privilege of sitting with Nora as she shares the music that speaks of her journey. What's the next step in your journey? I looked at myself and was trying to find out, am I love? Am I a sinner? That was just really important since we're talking about spirituality. And I really had to look at that. And my brain was compartmentalized. 
I had a part that was love and helping me, and then there I had another part that was just so confused and thought it was a sinner and bad and horrible. This next song talks about how I am an original blessing and how we all are blessings. And if we could just look at that and look at how wonderful we all are because the Christ is within us. Well, what is the song and where did it come into your life? This song I heard on a Christmas album, actually, a Christmas CD. I would listen to it. It's originally from Bob Dylan. I would be driving down the road listening to this Christmas song, just tears in my eyes because I'm like, oh, this is just exactly what it's all about. I want to be honest and truthful and speak my truth, but I'm afraid that I'm going to be rejected if I speak my truth because it's not what seems to be going on in the world today with all of the fighting and and that's been going on forever. But if I spoke my truth of love an original blessing and not, I keep saying that, I don't believe that we're going to be sinners and going to hell. I just don't believe that. I believe if we put something out there more positive, that's what's going to come back to us. So you want us to play this song by Bob Dylan? Actually, the song, this version is by Shanae O'Connor, and I really love it because it's so gentle and reflective and just very beautiful to me, and I just wanted to share it with you. The name of the song is I Believe in You. Is this a song that you visualize being sung to you or singing to someone else? I visualize myself singing it to myself, and then God singing it to me, and the Christ within me being a part of me. I believe in me. I believe in the truth in me, which is good. It's all good. Well, we've got a wonderful version of the song. The song is I Believe in You, originally by Bob Dylan, but this version by Sinead O'Connor. They ask me how I feel And if my love is real And how I know I'll make it through They I'm 
After you, you were living down in Milwaukee, you lived in Green Bay, these places. I believe at one of those times you were married. How long was that? Was that just right out of high school you got married? That was in college. I was married in college, and I was in love. It was just very painful going through the separation and divorce. That's when all of my difficulties started happening, and I just plugged along because that's what you do, but I have no regret over anything that has happened because it's brought me to where I am. It took me away from Eau Claire where I could learn and be and experience me in a new light, and then I'm also glad that I got divorced because I didn't like the direction 
the marriage was heading. Was it a religious marriage? Did you, the wedding itself, was it a religious wedding of some sort? Actually, we got married on campus at UW-Eau Claire because I wanted to get married in Eau Claire and I didn't want to get married at the church that I was at because it was too small and I wanted to get married at a different church in town, but they didn't allow us to do that because we weren't of that church and other reasons. So we went to the ecumenical center at the university and it was a beautiful wedding. It was just very lovely. Did you start attending church here right away when you got back to Eau Claire? Well, first I should say when I was married, I turned Lutheran and I don't even know what kind and it just was what I did. Then when I got divorced, I just went, fine, I'm not doing religion for a while. And I kind of dumped religion anyway, and I like the word spirituality. But when I did come back to Eau Claire, I explored, well, when I was in Milwaukee, I was exploring the Unity Church and the Unitarian Universalist Church. And I liked their message where it was open to different thoughts, different perspectives, and then I came to Eau Claire and I hooked up with the Unitarian Universalist Church, which I liked. I really enjoyed the talking and learning about different cultures and things like that. I really enjoyed that. But I'm more of a touchy-feely person, and I, and I felt that the UU Church was more in the head, whereas I needed something more from the heart, too. So I hooked up with the Unity Church in Eau Claire because I was familiar with that in Milwaukee. It took me like seven years of going there before I would commit to becoming a member because I didn't want to have my brain sucked out. I just had this fear of being forced to follow dogma and I just I just can't do that. That original sin thing just really blew me away and took me for a loop that I was going to be going to hell. And I just don't believe that. The Unity Church in town here there's five basic principles, and a lot of it has to do with what I get out of it, is there's one God at work in our life, God the good, the omnipotent, and how I think is what I create, which is really difficult for me because sometimes I can think something that I feel I have no control over, which at some points I don't. But if I put it out there that it's all good, at least... I really believe that it is all good. Even though there's all this stuff going on in the world that's so horrendous, I won't deny that that's happening, but I don't believe that it's for a horrible purpose. I believe there's some reason out there that I don't understand, and it'll work out for the best. It sounds like it's really important for you to be bringing the blessing from your center to the world, that you, you find the divine here and then you can live that in the world which makes sense to me in particular is that's the next song that you've selected, A Living Prayer. I guess this has been your aspiration, and you found a way to do that in the context of the Unity Christ Center here in Eau Claire. Tell us about the next song and how you connect with it. This song is really special to me. It's by Alison Krauss and Union Station, and it's just beautiful and, again, soft and gentle. I love it's quite a contrast from I want somebody to shove me. And how I heard this song was I bought the CD and I just loved the song. 
there was this gentleman who I knew who lived in Milwaukee, and we would just call each other. And one night he calls me up and says, would you like your early Christmas present? And I'm like, uh, what? And he's like, he played guitar, and he played this song for me. And I just about fell over because it was one of my favorite songs. And it's about, even though you feel like you're living on your own, and it's confusing, God is always with you. This song is about walking the talk. I want to live what I say. I don't want to just be blah, 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 what goes out there and then not practice what I preach, I guess. And I guess I go to preach to say that I am love. I am not sin. And that's what I want to spread. And that's what I want to share with this prayer, that I'm a walking piece of love. (laughs) Sounds like a good thing. The world needs more of that. This song, one of the lines is, a haven from my unbelief. Do you still have to struggle with that unbelief? Does it sometimes come up and catch you? I guess you you mentioned before that there's parts inside you. Some parts are angry, some parts are loving. Are there still parts of you that try and pull you back to this place where sin is threatening or where that's the belief that was from before that you're replacing with the living prayer? I think... I always had my truth in me. What confuses me and what my unbelief is, is I will be like so-called protected or whatever, because there's so much, there is, there's war out there, there's crime, there's all this yucky stuff that's going on in such a fast-paced world, fast, 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 fast. And my unbelief is getting caught in that fast, confusing world out there, And I need to stay centered in my life, so I do meditations or I do knitting where I come within and get centered in in that place of the Christ within. I don't struggle with the belief that God is love or that God is with me and with me always. I struggle with people and how they react, whether it be terrorists or acting out on each, each other. Okay, this is an example of my unbelief. I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing to hurt somebody else so that they'll come back and lash out at me because I don't want to take their truth and push my truth on them because if everybody just goes within, they'll find their truth anyway. You know what I'm saying? That God is love. That's what it makes sense to me. And that's my truth, and I'm sticking to it. Well, it is a beautiful song. It's called A Living Prayer by Alison Krauss and Union Station. In this world, I walk alone with no place to call my home. But there's one. Say 
Some of you may have been confused. That song was called A Living Prayer. For me, when I first heard the tune, I was thinking banks of the Ohio, down below where the waters flow, down by the banks of the Ohio. That's the song that came to it. It's got some overlapping of the melody in it. In terms of living out your prayer in the world, how do you do that in a practical sense? How's the way that you express your caring for the world? Well, like I said, I start with myself. I struggle with a mental illness. I don't like to call it a mental illness, but that's the label that I have been given. And I volunteer with people who have mental illnesses in a recovery center in town called the Wellness Shack. And it's people with illnesses helping each other. And I lead by example. I share my experiences with others. I share my difficulties that I've had. But then I also let people know that within we have this connection. And I don't preach. I just share by example that I, how do I say, I just radiate love. And when I'm having a hard time, I radiate pain. When I'm confused, I radiate confusion. I'm just real. But I, the one that I have a difficult time with is anger because I don't want to hurt others. But when I'm angry, I'm learning that I can radiate anger without hurting others. You don't have to hurt others when you're angry. Just voice what you have to say and move on and let it go. Is your position with the Wellness Shack, is this a, a staff position? Is this a volunteer position? And how much of the week do you spend with them? 
Right now, it's volunteer, and I am down there. It depends on where I am with my mental health because I can only do so much stress before I start splitting apart or getting insomnia and everything, and that's where the living prayer comes in, where I get in touch with myself and get grounded again. It's really important to take care of myself again, a living prayer, a living example. And I'm down there maybe three hours a week, but starting in November, I will be hired on 16 hours a week as an office assistant and helping with running classes and support. We're not counselors. I do have a master's in counseling. However, we're not counseling down there. We are there for support. And I don't even know if I want to be a counselor anymore. When you say you offer classes down there, I was wondering right away, do you teach them how to knit? It's a good meditative practice to teach people. Gandhi had his spinning, and Nora has her knitting, and the world is better for it. What kind of classes do you offer at the Wellness Shack? Well, I have tried to teach a few people knitting, but they're just not there yet. The ones that I've tried just get frustrated. But now that I'm going to be down there more, you know, I think I will do more of that, where I can take more time to do it. But the classes that we teach right now, I'm teaching a vocation class where it has to do with, I have a mental illness, whatever you want to call it, and how can I go out into the workforce and be the best that I can be? How can I work on my self-esteem? How can I take care of myself so that I can have a job, have a career, do something that I want to do? and. Another class that we had was an anxiety and depression class, and we talk about life skills. Um, We call it a toolbox. What can I put in my toolbox so I can work with myself and lead a living prayer life too? We have support groups that are free. All this stuff is free. We have arts and crafts groups. We have something called Procovery that I was doing, but I stopped doing that. And What that is is I have a mental illness What can I do to make my life the best that I can? Whether it's, oh, I'm feeling yucky, but at least I got out of bed and took a shower. Or I'm doing well, and what can I do to make this day the best that I can make it? Living in the moment is what we do down there. Are there prayers, mantras, things that you carry with you that you repeat throughout the day that are part of what uh, keeps you in touch with your base? Yeah, definitely. I'm working on that right now. One that I've done in the last year is it's all good. <laughs> when things sometimes things get pretty yucky, and I talk about love all the time, and it's like, oh yeah, she's really flowery. But I've experienced my share of yuck. But my mantra is it's all good. And when I'm having a rotten day, I'll just keep saying that to pull me out or to keep me going. But sometimes it's so bad that I do need outside help, and that's what I do is I ask for it, whether it be through prayer or through professionals or friends or family. Another one is I have a vision of open hands, like I'm all encompassed with love in God, and it's all good and I'm taken care of, whether through disability, which I've struggled with, being on disability, oh my gosh, I'm living off the state or I'm living off from people. That's a hard one for me. But I need it because I do. (laughs) As I struggle with myself, 
I'm learning ways of dealing with this so-called illness. It sounds like the journey's not over, that there's a constant seeking that you're doing. So tell us about your next song. Well, if the journey's over, then I'll probably be dead, and I don't want to have my journey to be over yet, so it'll just keep going. The next song is Vonda Shepherd, Searching My Soul. This song, one of the lines in there is, One by one, the chains around me unwind. Every day now, I feel that I can leave those years behind. And what this song is so wonderful for me is, it's upbeat, for one thing, and just taking all the chains of all that stuff that was put in my head, or what I put in my head even, I'm taking that down to get back down to the basics of what it's about, and I live simply. I don't need a whole lot. Give me my knitting, and I'm good to go. (laughs) It's all good. In this song, the lyrics for me, sometimes I think of them on a personal level. It's like here I'm in a relationship with a person, and sometimes I think of this as relationship to God, kind of like uh, what you read in the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon that kind of love. How close are those two things for you, the relationship, the love that's between you and another person and the relationship that's between you and God? Do they look the same? Are they they close? Is one the way that you end up feeling the other? Well, some of these songs are, you can look at relationships between two people. A lot of them, I learned to find the relationship within myself As I find the love within, I look at the person sitting across the table at me, like you, and I look and try to find the love within you. And like, let's say you're having a rough day and you're being nasty or whatever. I try to find the Christ within you, too. I have a shirt that says, Namaste. May the divine within me see the divine within you. May the love in me see the love in you. If you're having a bad day, may I see... That is part of your process. And this is by Vonda Shepherd. I haven't run into Vonda before. Do you have some other recordings for her? What kind of music does she usually do? Is she one of your favorites? Vonda Shepherd is actually, she sings, remember Allie McBeal, that show, Allie McBeal? Well, she's one of them that does a lot of the songs on there, and that's where I heard the song from on there. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty snazzy. And I bought the CD, and then I went, oh, I like her. And then I got a second CD, and she's she's kind of girly music, relationship music. I guess guys can do that, too. Yes, guys can do that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's listen to Vonda. Her name is Vonda Shepard. We're getting near the end for Nora's Song of the Soul. It's called Searching My Soul. This is Nora Bates' Song of the Soul.
That was Searching My Soul. The soul that's being shared with us today is that of Nora Bates. She's sharing her song of the soul, which expresses itself a lot through the music she loves. And love is the theme here. In some churches, some places you'll go, and the, the theme will be hellfire and brimstone. And that is not the subject today. We've got one more song that Nora has chosen for her song of the soul. It's called Love You Out Loud. I guess what I wanted to say is the, these songs went from just this anger and, 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 and sadness and confusion to somebody who saw me and helped me get this out to struggling with who I am and not knowing that I can believe in myself to I am a prayer to I'm searching my soul to coming out and finding it. It's like a caterpillar coming in through the chrysalis coming out. And it's like, here I am, folks. And I may be grumpy one day and I may be beautiful and flying another day, but here I am and I'm going to love myself so that I can love you out loud. And I want to proclaim that and let people know that that's what it's about. And if we start within ourselves, we can sh come out and then there won't be all this war. And I believe that. I don't care what people say. And that's my truth. Nora said the truth there, and Rascal Flatts is going to sing it. This is Love You Out Loud. I have always been a little shy. I've always been the quiet type till now And I, 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 I never let my feelings show I never let anybody know just how Much I was so deep in love But now that you're in my arms I'm gonna stand on a rooftop, climb up a mountaintop, baby, scream I wanna sing it on the radio, show it on the video, baby, leave no doubt I want the whole world to know Just what I'm all about I love to love you out loud You keep bringing out the free in me you do to my heart just makes me melt And I, 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 I don't think I can resist But I've never been one to kiss and tell A love this true can't be subdued So I'm gonna let out a yeah I'm gonna stand on a rooftop, climb up a mountaintop, baby, scream
I have to say amen to that. Love is what it's all about, and I, like my guest, Nora Bates, believe that love is really where we meet God and where we express God's will in this world. And if you disagree with me, Nora, you're welcome to say. I don't disagree with you. I, I see I struggle with um, what will somebody else think, though. But then I go back to my truth, and that's where I waver back and forth. But then I go back to my knitting or back to my mantra and say, nope, I'm sticking to my truth, and love is a pretty good one. Well, we've been on quite a journey of love here with Nora Bates. I want to wish you well, Nora, as you start 16 hours a week next month at the Wellness Shack. They're privileged to have you there, along with your nurturing and honest presence. And thank you for sharing your Song of the Soul. Thank you. It was it was good. <laughs> it's all good. Yes, it's all good. Thanks very much, Nora. My guest for today's Song of the Soul was Nora Bates. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song